This week on the Koshcast. Reds left red-faced by rash as United beat Liverpool. Spurs lose their cane but manage to walk past Bournemouth anyway. Arsenal, City and Chelsea get routine wins and we find out what happened when West Ham decided to put Joe Hart back in goal. Elsewhere, there's news from Italy where Juve probably ended all the title conjecture, Spain where Andre Gomes opened up about his professional pressure, and if that's too serious, don't worry, it's not a lecture, Mumu of the Week is also here. And believe me, that'll get you. Let's dance. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Mohanad is here and he's sleepy. Hello everyone. Bernie is here and he's less sleepy. Yay! <laughs> you see? And uh, Roche isn't here because he's studying for something. Oh, he's asleep. Oh, is he? No, he's studying. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to shout wake up and I realised he would hear it yeah. tomorrow. Useless. Uh, how are we, apart from sleepy? Yeah, I was fine until, I don't know, Bernie was like 15 minutes later than he said he would be, so I thought I'd take a quick nap. And those yeah. never work. No. I gotta keep doing them. <laughs> so I wake up much worse than when I went to sleep. Actually, I was 45 minutes later than what I said I would be, and then 50 minutes later than the revision. Le- exactly. <laughs> I was okay with the revision. It's just I wasn't ready for the next 15 minutes. Uh, you know what is probably really good radio? What? Pod logistics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, me coming from... Ajax. Yeah, which is, <laughs> yeah. what, an hour and a bit away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is March break, so there's less people on the street, which that is nice. That is nice. Yeah, that so much. Nice. makes a huge difference mm-hmm. when the kids aren't in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, stay in school, kids, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't go to school? I don't right. know. Anyway. Um, Premier League, I guess. What yeah. is that? What? Oh, yeah. Premier League? Premier League, yeah. right, yeah. Um, so, uh, we well, we've got some breaking news. It's not breaking for you at this point, but it was breaking for us. It's breaking but, now. Yeah. yeah. Um... Pellegrino, Southampton manager, has been sacked. Yep. Uh, which is about right, I think. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm happy because now commentators won't confuse him with Pellegrini. <laughs> um, that, that was a bit of a mess. Do you mean commentators or you? <laughs> um, I commentate on games in my couch, so yes, <laughs> myself. San Pellegrini. Um, I, I don't think he should have been appointed, and I don't think Puel should have been sacked in the very first place. Southampton should not expect anything Anywhere, ooh, I, I just they're they're one of those teams like Everton to me that just should not expect to do anything. So whatever. Here's the, here's the problem and the reason that Pellegrino has been sacked is that Southampton's business model and the whole like existence of the club relies on selling players to Liverpool. Now, if you <laughs> if you can't get a performance out of your players that attracts the interest of Liverpool, you've got to go. Right, that is the number Fair. one KPI. Yeah. How many players have you sold to Liverpool this season? There's another what? player that they're looking at Liverpool. I can't remember who it is. Anybody, Whether it's Redmond or, so, or someone, I don't remember. They're, they're looking, looking at another the s- player that Roche hates. Who? Who? Lamina? Oh. That actually might be the one. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. If Chan goes and you need an extra midfielder. Mm. Right. Chan is amazing. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk about Liverpool. So Pellegrino should have sold him in January. That's what yes, we're saying. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. He didn't sell enough. I mean, he made 75 million off a centre-back. That's, a, mean, that's good business. That is good say. business. But uh, nothing to do with him, though. But to Brady's point, more seriously, Puel did finish, what, eighth last season? Yeah. So... I think it was more the style of play. Yeah. I think it was the way they played. They didn't look as good as under Koeman. Can, can, can we talk about this style of play thing? Mm. I, th- I I find it absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, when, you're when a lower... managed by Mourinho. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, I hate him for that. Okay. But when you're a lower league team or lower tier <clears> team, <throat> this idea of style of play is what got Crystal Palace into the mess that they're in right now. Right. Because they had a bunch of players that don't fit Frank De Boer, who we'll get on to in a little bit. And then decided we want a style of play. Swansea have been in this mire that they're in every season because of style of play. How about you just get results first when you're that level of team and worry about that later? It just makes no sense to me. I would argue that Swansea have stopped winning games since they lost their style of play. They came into the league. They played possession-based 4-3-3. They were really good under Laudrup, Rodgers, etc. Martinez before that. And that was with a style of play. It's since they lost it that they've stopped winning points. And Southampton, sorry, Southampton, they they can feel hard done by, by Puel's style of play because they had one before. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they were winning points with a style of play. The, the problem is, we talked about this when the, it comes down to the Premier League and we talked about how damaging this relegation... I mean, we talk about MLS not having relegation and, you know, how much we hate that sister. But then also, with the whole relegation in the Premier League and the big money difference between the Premier League and the Championship... It forces people to let go of the style of play idea and actually just get results. But then it, they go through the cycle where, you know, Southampton could be, or look at Everton. 
they've always been a team that kind of plays a bit of football. They're fun to watch. And then the minute you start to get closer to that relegation zone... Sam Allardyce. Yeah, Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, managers change, and all of a sudden you play long ball, you try and stay in the league, and then it's just, it's a, just a harsh cycle, and you can't control it. I agree, it. it's a cycle you can't control. If you look at Swansea, they've been in a relegation dogfight for the last eight years in a row because of what... They've had a style of play and still been there anyway. So it makes no difference if you're that team. Focus on moving up the table. Don't focus on this. Like, it's just an obsession. When you're eighth, don't sack anybody. That's how I feel. If Southampton, you're eighth. Don't sack someone. Look at Stoke, though. Stoke had Hughes. They, they didn't play that good football, but they were always eighth, ninth, tenth. Mm. They were always high up the and table. And Stoke sacked Pulis in order to bring Hughes to play better exactly. football and look where they've, they've exactly. gone. Well, they, they were ninth for like three years. Bottom line is, until they weren't. Bottom line is you want what you don't have. Yeah. You play long ball. You want the fancy stuff. You play fancy stuff and you're going to get relegated. You want the, the results. Like, That's true. The, no, nothing ever demonstrated that more. Not just not the style of play thing, but the what wanting what you can't have than England with their managers. When it was like, Right, we want Ericsson, we want like a fancy foreigner. Yeah. Ah, oh, forget it, we want McLaren, like, <laughs> we need an Englishman back. And then, well, like, and then we Capello. Want, we want defense then... Capello, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of those two contrasting styles of play, we had United versus Liverpool this weekend. Um, well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the game started off, everybody was really worried about the first uh, game against each other the season, the nil-nil. Everybody's really looking forward to that game. It was the... Probably one of the worst, if not the worst game of the season. It was horrendous. It was absolutely you horrendous. You think it was worse than the one, the two last year? No, no, this season. Oh, this season. Sorry. Uh, one okay. of the worst yeah. games this season in the Premier League. Mourinho was accused of parking the bus a lot, etc. Yes, Liverpool had a great attack and yada, yada, yada. Um, this game came around and the first half was much, much better. United looked much better. Uh, Lukaku was into it. Rashford, obviously fantastic with two brilliant goals. And obviously Liverpool had possession. Um, this is at all Trafford. They still had more possession. Emery Chan was, was being amazing, etc. But United were just efficient and they were fun to watch. Yeah. I got to give them that for that first half. Yeah. I mean, I'll you know leave this to Bernie in a second, but I just thought that first half, United were far more competent. They had far more buzz and energy about them and, and far more, even though they weren't attacking, you know, that, well, they, weren't, they, they didn't go into the game with an attacking philosophy, but they were far more... There was a lot more intent from them. I, I, I agree with that. It reminds me in a strange way, and I'll differentiate later, but a strange way of the way that United played against Chelsea second half and Arsenal first half. Right. Where they had a game plan, and you knew, for example, the first time Rashford ran at um, was Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. I knew that was what they were going to do. I knew this was the plan, and, it prob- and I felt like it was, something was going to happen from that. And 60% of United's attacks came from that side. Right. So you knew that the plan was to sit deep, not sit too deep, but actually press up high in the first half and then release the ball when, Counter, when, yeah. when you got it. And the beautiful thing is they looked competent in doing that, which is why it's not parking the bus. They look like Catanazio, which is a different thing. Thinking that that's the plan, like you said, do you think it's, it, does it surprise you that it was Rashford and not Martial or did it make sense that it was Rashford? Martial was injured. Oh, okay. so he he didn't have any. He, okay. Martial would have played if not for Rashford. I just like that's the thing. I like Rashford a bit more because he has the end product. Like he, he's a striker first and foremost. He's only playing on the wings because Lukaku's there and he's he's flair and he's young and he's fast. But I think Rashford just has that eye for goal a bit more, like just end product wise. Sorry, I'm just I'm just watching Bernie's retort building up in his head right here. <laughs> he loves Martial. I get it. No, it's not. It's not about loving Martial. It's that. The reason why, literally flip what you said and it's the opposite. Because the reason why Martial plays and not Rashford is because Martial has more impact than Rashford. He has more goals, he has more assists, and he makes better decisions. There's a little bit of Theo Walcott in Rashford. He's only 20, so thank goodness he has a lot of time See, to get out of his so, so so is He makes poor yeah. decisions yeah. so many times. And when you're uh, Jose Mourinho, poor decision making doesn't get right. you games. So what we hope for is that this actually continues and they can fit. So Rashford is going to stay there for for twelve years, grow a really nice beard soon. Something like just, that. Yeah. I, I hope not, but it's, you <laughs> know the way he was head. going. Yeah. Here's my question: Lukaku bullied uh, Van Dijk and Dejan Lovren. Bullied in, in the first half. Well, Lovren mainly bullied <clears> them. But and I, I don't want to be reductive about this, but if you spend seventy five million on a centre back, a really tall one. Should he be getting bullied in the air by Lukaku, who is obviously very good in the air and is a huge bloke, but like, I, he but really dominated. People him. ask that question, but I look at it and I'm just like, I don't care how much money you cost, mm-hmm. you're not going up against the specimen. You're just not. I, 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 think of the best centre-backs 
Who, who's gonna stand up to when Lukaku's in that mood mm-hmm. to bring that ball down and to do those little flicks? Mm-hmm. Name me a guy that you think, yes, I'm gonna put my money to win every header against Lukaku. Well, I, I thought that Virgil van Dijk should have been the one on Lukaku instead of uh, Dejan Lovren. Lovren, he's actually not a small human being. He's huge. But but he got he was made to look like a ragdoll by Lukaku. It right. was amazing. But Virgil van Dijk, I thought, would be able to stand up to him. Which, to me, is a sign that Virgil van Dijk doesn't have the brains for the game. Because people said, oh, that might have been the manager thing. But if I can't imagine a Rio or a Vidic or a John Terry looking at a situation happen and go... I'm not going to take charge of that. Right. Yeah. Virgil van Dijk has to take charge of that and tell Lovren, get out of there, I'm going to take care exactly. of it. On, on the other side of the field, I think Eric Bailly coming into the lineup made a huge difference. He, was brilliant. he looked everywhere, full of energy, had that little moment of that roulette uh, around <laughs> Salah, what we'll talk about, and he mm-hmm. didn't have the best of his games. But Bailly just came in, and I mean, the goal, the, the own goal aside, that's just a, f- that that's was a fluke. A, yeah, that's just that a, was a freak accident. He was Great fantastic. He's the, the beautiful thing about Eric Bailly is, like, like we said, he's to me, he's one of the best defenders in the league. But the beautiful thing is he takes control of the situation, kind of like we're talking about with Van Dijk doing. And it means that Smalling can do something else. Because if you ask Chris Smalling to be the leader of the defense, I'm sorry, it looks like an absolute mess. And that's the difference between when we said parking the bus like United against Sevilla and looking susceptible. But with Bailly, it looks like you're just defending. Do you think that's a bit embarrassing for Smalling? Only in that Smalling's what twenty eight something like that, yeah. And Bailly's twenty two. Like, do you think it's embarrassing? I think it is embarrassing, and yeah. it shows that Smalling has not developed in I don't know how many years since the two years ago when he was Mike Smalling. He's he hasn't gotten any better than that, and that's the best he will ever get. Yeah. Um, he should bring Van Hall in as like a personal coach. <laughs> yeah. Just just just, just in terms Mike of a Smalling. motivator, that'll yeah. be great. Um, so then Smalling. the second, the first half ended two 0 to United. Very comfortable. Should have been three. Should have been three. Um, and then second half came along, and I think Mourinho slightly reverted the style, whether it was him or the players or whatever it was. But again, that kind of deep lying line a little bit. Didn't see a lot of the ball in the second half. Liverpool looked much better. Um, fair to them, they really did step up a little bit. Yeah. Still, Ashley Young, all game, did such a good job on Salah, mm-hmm. who you know was arguably the best player in the league this season. Um, really kept him quiet. Salah just had no fun whatsoever. Mane was doing this weird number 10 creative role, and it was so frustrating. Mane, that was the worst I've ever seen Mane play. Yeah. He was absolutely mm-hmm. awful on the ball. Like, we're talking about decision-making. Mm-hmm. His decision-making was absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was doing, and he should have been taken off. Like There are some games you just watch a play, and you're like, yep. he's you're not like with yeah. it. Just get him out. No, they were, Liverpool were better, but... And United scared me in that second half because, like you said, they got panicky. And I think the first half, they knew what they were doing. Second half, they didn't. But that said, Liverpool still didn't do anything. And and that's the difference in this game where if, if it was another team, I would have thought De Gea you know, had to pull off a magic save. They still didn't do anything with all the possession. They put a bunch of crosses in, a bunch right. of corners in, but still didn't really affect anything in the game. How about so, those Sanchez, though? I can't tell you how bad he was because he wasn't there. Yeah. He really was not there at all. Literally, the only time I remember Sanchez is him celebrating one of Rashford's goal <laughs> where he jumps on top of everybody. Can't remember a single highlight. That's quite a jump for a little bit. That is quite United a won with 10 men. Yeah. It's, it's literally one with 10 men. That's, that's how anonymous the guy was. But on the style of United in the second half, Mourinho did say afterwards that it wasn't their intention to be that defensive. On the other hand, he also said you can control a game without the ball. So yeah. who knows what he, to believe. He, it, I mean, you can pull out any of his past quotes where he says, you know, the team with the ball is the team most likely to make a mistake. Like, he has all these things. To be fair to him, look, he managed... That's his role. His role is to manage a game. It's not just to put out 11 players and do whatever. So he, he got his two counter-attacking goals. Exactly what he wanted mm-hmm. to do, like you said. He probably targeted um, Alexander Arnold on that right. Mm-hmm. Um, got his two goals, went to the halftime, and said, All right, guys, that's it. We've won the game 2 0. Thank you very much. And he, he, he got it done. The, so, the, the, thing, the thing I'll add to, add to this is that it annoyed me the second half. The first half didn't bother me really. The, the second half annoyed me. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, people will look at this and say, Okay, well, City conceded, uh, what, four? Or something against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. City conceded like four. Should have been four one. Yeah. The last two were just whatever. And they'll look at this and say, over the course of five games, I think it is, Liverpool have scored one goal in open play against Manchester United. Mm. Now you can look at that and say, on one end, that's really really good because that's the best attack in the league, and look what you did. You're right. On the other end, you want more. I get that, but 
we still do have to give him a little bit of credit for being able to stifle that. I for think. sure. Also without Pogba, keep that in mind. I mean, yes, he's not in best form, but still, the most expensive player in the league mm. isn't at your disposal. McTominay had a good game. Yeah. He had a very um, good game. Both of him and Chan really were kind of going back and forth and who would control mm. the tempo. And they had a really nice little internal battle there in the, in the center of the field. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean... People notice this, I'm sure, but one of the moments that, that summed up Mourinho brilliantly, and possibly McTominay, was when McTominay had the ball, probably like approaching the final third, looked up, there wasn't really much on, so he just passed it backwards, and Mourinho, hands above his head, applauding. Yeah. The other thing that really bothered me is that I couldn't, I just couldn't stomach the scenes of Mourinho making notes. He, <laughs> it's because I know he's making them for the cameras, like. I get he's making notes, but it's up on the ledge. It's for everyone to see. I'm flipping as many pages as I can. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's like, how, many, how much are you writing that you're flipping to well, the next no, page? But that, that's exactly what bothered me about it, was that the notebook was miniature. Yeah, so So small. you have to like write three <laughs> words per page. Like, get him a bigger notebook. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that down on that, because like, what, what, it, did, what would he achieve funny. by I, I just, showing that to I the camera? I just know that Mourinho... What was actually for the camera was after the game when him and Paul Pogba had that uh, uh, that handshake thing. Mm. That was obviously staged. Yeah, yeah. They're saying, "All right, we're passing this up. We're all yeah. good." Paul Pogba roughed him up that. a little bit. Yeah, way too yeah much. I, I think I think the plan was a little bit wrong. And, and Pogba was like, like, "Let me get one in on you." Mate. It was like a Trump handshake. <laughs> it was like Mourinho's being pulled all over yeah, the place. No, it was pretty bad. Um, um, Alex, let us know something about Mourinho. You got a you got a few quotes. Oh yeah, uh, Bernie, you mentioned um, Frank De Boer mm-hmm. earlier. So I guess he was on Sky Sports and he said something along the lines of. It's a shame that Rashford is managed by Mourinho because he'd play more under a different manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mourinho responded, I heard the worst manager in the history of the Premier League, <laughs> Frank De Boer, seven games, seven defeats, no goals, saying that it was bad for Rashford to be managed by me because he would never play. Frank De Boer. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm giving Mourinho every pass on this one. There's just nothing for De Boer to say. Right? No, De Boer was a complete idiot yeah. for getting involved in that. He is the worst <laughs> manager in the history of the Premier League. Yeah. That's a fact. And also his statements on Rashford are completely false. Absolutely false. Okay. You don't um, think he'd play more under a different manager? No, because he's played more than he ever has. That's a statistical fact. Yeah, that's, season, not the po- that's not the point. No, but last season Would he, he played play more, more games than... In, in a worse team, he'd play more. This season, he's played more than last season and scored more goals than last season. He's played Martial on that wing. McTominay's gotten game. Like, I hate this man. Don't get me wrong. I know. But the youth development thing is a complete fallacy. In the, for Mesh United, forget Chelsea, forget Real Madrid, forget all sure. that stuff. In this season, Lingard is not young anymore, but he's improved over every season he's ever had. So his ability to improve young players has actually been shown that he can do it. Everything else is false. Well, I'm not really interested in the wider debate. I'm just saying, would Rashford have played more under a different manager? At United? And I I think the answer is yes. At United? Either way. Right. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. he has played more than he did on the front. And to be so fair, we, we forget how young these players are sometimes. I mean, Rashford, sure. like, you know, when he said he's 20, it took me a second to go, yeah, he's 20. Like, to me, he's like, why isn't he playing? He needs to play more. I was like, he's 20. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. Um, Stoke City. Oh, okay. I, let me start talking. Yeah. <laughs> Stoke <laughs> versus, versus Man City. Man City. Um, that just ended. 2-0 um, to City, standard. Well, Manchester City. Yeah, okay. City is City. Everyone gets it. Everyone knows City and okay. City, yeah. 2-0 um, to City. Very routine. Uh, Aguero was... You didn't even know the game was happening. I didn't know Which it was Which means you knew it was going to be a win for I was Man like... <laughs> I didn't, the only thing that I cared about this game, honestly, is because I have this personal beef thing, is I want to see if Aguero would play. Because I know he's just back from injury. I, I just love... I still truly believe, no matter how good Aguero is, Pep wants Jesus in this team. <laughs> he just wants him in this team so bad. And Aguero is doing everything he can... To, He's putting know. up crazy numbers. Yes, but the minute Jesus is back from injury, boom, back into the team. Can I ruin it for you? No. Can, let me ruin it for you. <laughs> okay. Aguero wasn't even on the bench, which <laughs> means he wasn't <laughs> available for some reason. Or he was completely being no, completely. There's arrested. no other striker on the bench. Like no, he was. There has to be something. Listen, my agenda is clear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus plays when Jesus is. Available. Anyways. To be um, fair, he's been available for a very long time. <laughs> he did well. He he created a really nice through pass for Sterling, who then really... like I mean, I did not... It's not what I would think of Sterling. That perfect pass to Silva. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Sterling, especially last season in, in Liverpool's office, like erratic the ball into the ground. It's bouncy. Oh, bad chance. You know, we'll get the next one. But he played it beautifully to Silva, who finished it really well. Butland would be a bit... 
disappointed with himself. When I first saw that goal before the the back of the net uh, camera angle, I thought, what a hit that would so yeah. like it's just no. one time the way he slid for it's beautiful. But that's Butland, right? Like, get him and Pickford mixed up all the time. It's Butland. It's Butland. He yeah. had to save it. And I think he probably has to save it. Yeah. He has to save it. Yeah. Um, no, there was a... I forget who it was, but, you know, Liverpool fans have been quite keen on Butland as the solution to their goalkeeping problem. <laughs> and someone tweeted, like, he, you know, he's conceded, like, 49 goals this season. They just keep doing this. Yeah. They just keep, like, go for All Black and call it a day. Like, honestly, <laughs> please. Everybody's going to go for All Black, man. Yeah, yeah he's anyone great. with money. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, City, 2 no win. David Silva with a brace. Easy. Second one, yeah, with Easy. a Jesus assist on the second, the second one. one. No, oh, yeah, it was a Jesus, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, they just kind of strolled right through Champions League. What's City's status right now? They just beat... Basel, they lost the yeah. leg, but no yeah. one cares Yeah, so about they're that. through. Um, you know, life is good. <laughs> life is good on the blue side of Manchester. I mean, they, they can't have any complaints. It's really just a question of now what date they win the league and will it be at Old Trafford? Because it's a possibility. I just want to watch that. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. it called? What? Well, that's if they win it before. Yes. The Guard of Honor. Yes, yeah, so I want them to win it. Oh, which do I prefer? Win it at Old Trafford? Or, or win it before? Sit- I, yeah, let, you know what? Guard, just, I want Mourinho standing in the Guard of Honor. Let me just <laughs> tell you what's going to happen. If if they were to win it the day before or the, whatever, because it's only that game before. Yeah, United are busy that yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> Reserve team. Stri- Jose Mourinho would rather die. Then put out his main team and have them line up for Pep Guardiola. No chance. This reminds me of every time Barcelona are in the cup in the way final. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, the Bernabeu was shut down for some yeah. reason. No, yeah. I bet you Old Trafford is unavailable that day. <laughs> Mourinho will get, his, get himself sent off in the game before. Oh yeah. So that he's in the He'll, stands he'll be in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> this is not happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for City really. Not much to say. Um, oh, we, we did forget something. What? That I don't see here. Uh, what? Just kind of... Uh, because it's Manchester, Manchester United, Liverpool. Oh, yes. Jamie, yes, Jamie Carragher. I want to talk about that. This is a good we should probably to talk about that. Yeah. You know, can you do this whole segment? How are like you that? collecting in there? I can try. Yeah. But then you'd have to spit it all out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so want to give us the rundown. So, the game ended. He was a pundit, etc. He was on he the... He was. You've already ended <laughs> his, his career. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's over. No, he was a pundit in that game, for that game. Um, and then he was driving home. And apparently, according to him, this this other car was chasing, not chasing, but following him down the motorway next to him the whole way. Mm-hmm. Like four or five times, he would roll down his window, yell things at him, because, you know, Liverpool, United, mm-hmm. Rutherford. And that other car had a father and a daughter in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Absolute mumu. Um, and then Carragher, okay, up to this point, it's all on that guy. Mm-hmm. Disgraceful, etc. You shouldn't be filming and trying to drive with your let, daughter Let me there. paint the picture a little bit for you, in that the English drive on the other side. Yeah. So remember that the his the guy's daughter was sitting on the uh, literally the adjacent side of, to, of Jamie Carragher. Exactly. So then Jamie Carragher for for some reason he just really couldn't take it anymore and he rolled down his window and up. I mean, spitting is an understatement. He. Have you seen the picture? The, the, the <laughs> screenshot of his mouth is like a bullet is about to project that spit into the. Car. It's a fountain of spit. And my problem with spitting. Is that the thought shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing mm-hmm. like you know it should I mean? be an option it shouldn't be an option you could swear at him you could put out your middle finger you could do whatever I don't even care if you ran the car into the other car but like, spinning should just never be an option so he disgraced himself there and he obviously apologized ever since and said I shouldn't have done it etc but again it, it's he's only human it's only a big deal because he's famous this probably happens on a daily basis a million times a day in England I, I've but, seen people who've like who've gotten spit on like I've seen, I've seen it happen, like the interaction right in front of my face, right. and it is vile and it it's is disgusting. disgusting. I would rather you punch me in the face, because you can't respond to being spit on. Right. I can punch you back or something after you get spit. You you evaluate your whole life at that point. <laughs> For some reason, that's what it is. And people go, "Oh, is it worse than an ankle breaker, like you know, Masuaku or whatever?" Right. I don't care about that discussion. Right. It's you are. 40, 40 year old man, you have children of your own, yeah. you should know better than to wind down and spit. And the worst part about this is, it hit the girl. Yeah, but that's like, not, that wasn't intentional. No, it's not. I'm, I know that. I'm not blaming I him mean, for that. I'm just saying, that just makes it all the worse. It makes but it seem worse. Ideal scenario is character just rolls up his window, can barely hear the guy, put on some loud music, and just deal with yeah, life. Like, unfortunately, it comes with the position, it comes with the fame, it comes with the blah, 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 blah. 
And it comes with him goading United fans on mm-hmm. Twitter. It comes with it comes with the territory. But I'm not a fan of the people who are like, oh, you should be sacked. No. Like, what are you talking no, about? No, that's that's harsh. I think that's what, really harsh. What do you harsh. mean you should be sacked? Yeah, that's... yeah. If that one, if a mistake like that kind of, it doesn't cost him his life, obviously. But it's a big, it's a big part of who he is, and it just ends all of that. Like, you know, no, I, I think that's harsh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I still want to return to to Mahana's point that ramming into the other car is more acceptable than spitting. I honestly think that is a more... I mean, that could cause death. That's... I just... I'm saying as options on a list, yeah. spitting isn't on there. Sure. What Mona means is bump the car a little bit. A little bit. Just no, bump the car. Just a little nudge where the girl's sitting. Boop. Hey, how do you how do you like that now? Congratulations on your 2-1 win. Boop. Oh. Anyways. So we'll see how that goes. He's suspended. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. He throw a banana peel in the room. Mario Kart. Oh, the, tor- the turtle shell. <laughs> yeah. He's suspended for two weeks. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And... Uh, yeah, that, that's also a bit weird. Like, I know you have to do something, but what's he supposed to like sit there and reflect for? Like, because he's already on vacation. It's a <laughs> fake. It's a fake uh, suspension anyway. So yeah, yeah. whatever, people get over it. But like, it's just I don't know. For me, it's all about the kids. For like, me, you don't want your kids. For me, that. as long as that other person isn't playing the victim, like then I'm annoyed. They they well, they, they did talk it over. He apologized to the family. He said, and yeah. they they came up with the statement and saying we accept the apology. So it should yeah, be but done like, and when he talks to the family, like that guy's wife or whatever, should hit him across the head a million times, just as much as to hit Kagar across the head yeah, for yeah. spitting her daughter. It should be equally hitting yeah. her husband across the 100%. head. Hundred percent. Did he come out and say I'm sorry for harassing a guy with no. a cell phone down a motorway? But I, like, I don't. I don't know. I didn't care because he's not Jamie Carragher. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, Bournemouth Spurs. Uh, this this was a weird one. Game started. Hurricane on the field, Bournemouth mm-hmm. hit the post, mm-hmm. and then score, like, within all within 10 minutes, mm-hmm. um, blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know what happened. Kane got injured, obviously, because the World Cup's coming up, and English player has to get injured. Yeah. And then... It has to be a metatarsal, though. So, yeah. yeah, has to be. I mean, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. The queen has to hold a prayer for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? When you the vigil? Vigil. Vigil Van Dijk. And then he... And then Spurs score four without Kane on the field. They actually got... It was weird. They actually got a lot better. And I don't know... It, you can't... It's not because Kane left the pitch, obviously, right. but it was maybe they were just working their way into the game. But they actually got better pretty much the minute he left and Lamella came on. Right. They started it, creating a bunch of it's, chances. It's Son. Son has been unbelievable for a few months now. I mean, Lamella was involved in the build-up, right. actually, for the first time. Son, but yeah, Son confidence is through the roof. Yeah. Through the... the I think it was the third goal. I can't, like, where he didn't pass it. Yeah. Where he, he, You notice he looked over it three good times. Yeah. looked over at Lamella and went, nah. And then rounded the goal. I was offended for Lamella. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, no, you didn't. I was like, how dare you? He's right there. It's an open goal. Um, but yeah, he, he played fantastic. And uh, this thing about like just... Again, refereeing, it changes games at 2-1. Bournemouth scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Mike Dean decided to be star of the show again. Didn't give it for like the smallest of touches. Yeah, it was dodgy that. It was dodgy. And to be fair, the game started and I saw Mike Dean. I'm like, why is Mike Dean refereeing another Spurs game? He has this history of kind mm-hmm. of those clips people have on his Spurs games kind of showing fist pumps and celebrating goals and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but... I just thought something would happen, and it did. What What intrigued me more more about this game was the fact that it should have it should have been a draw. Four one is completely flattering to Tottenham as a result because, like we said, the first ten minutes, but then also the first ten minutes of the second half, Bournemouth could have scored three. Lloris had to make a crazy save from Francis. Yeah, and then I believe they hit the top of the bar. They hit the as bar on well. the breakaway where they should have scored. And and then if you like you said, if you look at the the potential equalizing goal, they had so many chances in this game and. I just feel Tottenham Hotspur actually are not that great when it comes to defending when Davinson Sanchez is one of the defenders. He is, is so bad. Alex loves him. I, 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 I don't. No, I have no, no he, love for Sanchez he isn't, whatsoever. He isn't. I'm, I'm not just, a fan. That's just wrong. No, I'm, he's, 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 he's not so he's bad made at all. Way he's, too many mistakes this season for me to say that he's a good defender. Okay, here's the thing with Davinson Sanchez. He's he's 22. This is his first season in the Premier League. He had one season at Ajax. And before, after coming over from Colombia as like a seventeen-year-old, like, and he wasn't supposed to start for Spurs. It's supposed no. to be Alderweireld and Vertonghen. But what 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 we're seeing to be suggesting is that oh, give him a chance his first season. That's fine. I can say next season he can be great, but right now he's not. I mean, I just yeah. to be fair, they defended really well against Juve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, the thing is, like, 
he he's a player that is really quick, and so he they they defend really high, and he often utilizes pace to get out of situations. Mm-hmm. So like, there's plenty of room for him to improve. I'm not saying he's a great defender now, sure. but he hasn't been bad. Also, let's not forget that Dele Ali when he scored his goal, he scored it and also dove in the same motion. <laughs> If you remember, he, he, he tapped it and fell over. He just can't help himself. On, on, fell over. On, on Deli Alley. Yeah. I, I, I know players do this all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pick on Deli Alley at all. But yeah. the cupping his hand to the fans thing, like after the goal, I just thought, you, you are like this. Like, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, players do it all the time. But I saw him do Different. it and I just thought, you want to be an Very asshole. Punching, like, why do you want to be an asshole? I mean, they, they booed him for 60 minutes. Why? I, I, I get it. But because he's an asshole, it's a cycle. Yeah, no. it's a cycle. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. just like, how old is he? Twenty or like what? More, more. Like, like twenty-one. Yeah. I just look at Rashford and think, that's a nice kid. Why are you a dick? Like, yeah. why are you a dick? Yeah, some he's people a, just have he's English. English. He's yeah. English. There's hype. Like, that is what it is. Anyways. Um, Begovic is awful. Be- Begovic was horrendous. I mean, the fourth goal, Ori. I mean, no one deserved a goal less on the pitch than Serge Aurier. First <laughs> <laughs> assist was great to Ali, though. Oh, yes, that was a good ball. But he also got pulled out for another foul throw, which is amazing. I He's th- the only player in the league that gets caught doing it. Well, well, Valencia. Valencia. <laughs> but, um, but that cross comes in and Begovic just like palms Why was he a striker Aurier's. in this game? Like, why was Corey so high up the pitch? Yeah, really all the time. Really high up the Something to do, time. probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, it, it was an important win for Spurs because Chelsea won right. as well. We'll get I, into that. I watched, and we'll get to it now. Yeah. I, I watched it during brunch. Um, Very nice. Well, what, that's, what the thing, that's the thing about Canada now. Like, you go to brunch at a random restaurant, they have the Premier League on. It's brilliant. What, what did you have? Oh, I had chicken and waffles. Mm. <gasps> really combination. Where? Uh, friends. Okay. So good. Savory and the, chicken, and the sweet oh, together. Oh, and the chicken was so like moist. I hate mm. that word, but it was so moist. Awful word. Is good that why chicken. we hate David Moist? Because <laughs> David like Moist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zaha knows all about that. Mm. Um. So Chelsea beat Crystal Palace two one, and yeah. uh, what's his name? William continuing his brilliant form scored the first goal. Um, Hazard keeps passing the ball. And it annoys me. Is this a good thing? No. No, no oh, sorry. Before you say, it's not a good thing. Okay, it's right. not because no, no, no. Mohamed needs needs Hazard to take on three and score. He right. did. I, I, I no. thought you needed not to be so. I'm confused right he now. He did take on three. Now have the cojones <laughs> to finish the place he can be on the highlight like wheel. Like he did against Arsenal last season. Yes, Just exactly. Like, refresh your memory. Not, not give it to Giroud. <laughs> Why? Well, Giroud was good in this game. Why would you ever do that? Well, you guys did it and with it's Neymar, a lot of goals. Would Neymar have passed it in that situation? That's a problem, isn't it? Sorry, man. You gotta you gotta grab the game. You gotta be that man. <clears throat> Anyways, point is they played great. Um, Van Anholt, another goal out of, again from left back. That's what he does. That's what he do. But um, Palace Palace have literally not won a single point without Wilfred Zaha. Who he, I mean, he came back for this one, but yeah. like, that's mental. Yeah, well, I mean, they also had Dan score for the first eight games of the season. That's true. So this is an improvement. Yeah. I guess. This is great. It's quite sorry, on, on, on this Giroud, uh, Giroud thing, yes. sorry. Morata was on the bench this game, thank goodness. Morata uh, in the last 11 games has zero goals, six yellow cards, two red cards. Yeah, Something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that argument's done. Right. But on, on Giroud, well, quick preview of the Barcelona game, because to me that's the interesting one, yeah. even though I mean, I find whatever. Um, <laughs> it's the really interesting but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah like... Please, please, please tell me that you guys think that playing Giroud is better than playing Hazard against Barcelona. I don't know. I don't think I can live with this thought of Conte doing this again. Well, are they... It worked first time. It, yeah, is, it, is Chelsea going to counter? Or is Chelsea going to play long ball? But, well, okay. It, 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 worked, it worked last time, sure. But when you're at the camp now where you know you will receive less ball than you received... At Stamford Bridge against that Barcelona team. What was the first leg goal again? It, it was 1-1. Yeah, Messi, Messi scored. Still so tricky. it was 1-1. I just tricky. feel like if there's one thing Jose Mourinho has taught you is when a team has the ball, you bypass them. Yeah. Go with your big man and bypass them. I think... So I, why not use Giroud from the start? I think Chelsea's game plan should be keep it nil-nil for as long as possible. And then it starts to get shaky. Just 17th minute, nil-nil. That means you have to get the, keep the ball away from Barcelona. And there's only one way to do that. I just think nil-nil at 70th minute, you're doing your job. No, like, that, that, that's for sure. Although, you know, they need to score a goal. But I, I think it's a massive shame that, that Morata is out of form. Um, because if you think about it, Bernie, I think you're right. I think they'd be better off with a striker there. But if Morata is on form or has any kind of confidence, then you have a striker who can not only also hold up the ball and play yeah. on the break, but can also go in behind and you can knock it past can, him. Because Barcelona centre-backs are not the quickest. You know who else can do that? Batshuayi. Batshuayi could also yeah. do that. Ooh. He could have done that too. That's yeah. right. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question. When has Morata been in form in his career? 
Come on. No, it's, it's, a, it's a fair Come question. It's not a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> Alex loves all these players that I just didn't really no, for. I actually like him, but like, realistically... Well, he, his career spans like seven his, games. His, his career hasn't allowed him to. He doesn't really have a career. In he has short-term contracts. So, like, I'm just, I'm just like, that's, that's why I'm asking the question. On, like. on the days that he scored, the goals that he scored. <laughs> he was good then. <laughs> Remember the mostly Champions League semi-finals. That tends be- to be where he, he comes. Alive. I just see it as Giroud must be more in form. Was had better periods of form than Morata has had sure. in his career. Sure. So you go with Giroud. Sure, but. It, yeah, but it's kind of reductive, no? Like, Murata can actually run. I love seeing Alex struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not struggling. Murata can run. Giroud can't move. Speaking of questions, <laughs> let's pit you guys both against each other in our quiz. Yes. Welcome to the Shinji Okizakwiz. What was that? Okizakwiz. <laughs> Alright. I don't think I did too bad. Um, okay, here we go. You guys ready? Alex, remind people you're buzzing. And Bernie. That was easy. Alright, let's see. Three questions. Question number one. And let me finish the question. Ozil just became... The I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> Ozil just became the fastest player to reach 50 Premier League assists. Doing it in just 141 games. Name as many of the top five as you can. That was easy. Bernie. Eric Cantona. Correct. Alex. David Silva. Correct. He was fifth. Thierry Henry. Nope. Ooh. Dennis Bergkamp. Yep. One more. Rudy. Nope. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Seth Fabregas. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's Cantona in 143, Bergkamp in 146, Sesk in 165, and Silva in 166. Nice. Question number two. How many points are Bayern Munich ahead of second place Schalke in the Bundesliga right now? 400. <laughs> round, round up to the closest 100. 19. Uh, close? 23. Far? 16. 18. Far? Far? You said 19 was close. Yes, you went the wrong way. Oh, 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are 20 points. They're sitting at 66 with Schalke at 46 and is, Dortmund is at 45. Man, they're going to win the league next week. That is, I think, a record. Oh, okay. To be fair, City are, what, 16 points clear or something? Yeah. yeah. Last question. How many trophies does Zidane have with Madrid so far? Alex. 12? No. So this is player and manager? No, no. Ooh. Manager. Uh, seven. More. Less than 12. Nine. More. Ten. Ten. Yes. Well done, you guys know your numbers. <laughs> so he's got three Champions League trophies. Insane. One La Liga, one Spanish Cup, one Spanish Super Cup, two FIFA Club World Cup, and two UEFA Super Cups. Sack so him. you're including the assistant manager in the Champions League one? Yes. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. So, sack him. Sack him. I mean, yeah, he's clearly not good enough. and Clueless. He still plays Benzema, so... <laughs> This is the uh, Troy Deeney commiseration segment mm, yeah. where we talk about how we feel or how much sympathy we feel for Troy Deeney. And his after, big ass. And his hu- huge yes. ass after a 3-0 loss to Man- uh, Manchester United, Arsenal. Yes, even. A- a- and I mean, he had a big part to play in that. Um, he always will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Missed the penalty to make it 2-1 and really kind of... Prove that Arsenal might struggle under the pressure. You guys hold grudges. Oh, for well, sure. Well, well, not only... I mean, it's only been a year. Not even... <laughs> but also, not only did he miss a penalty, he gave Czech his first penalty save in as forever an, as an Arsenal player. That means you're a disgrace. Yeah. Not you, but Troy Deeney. No, I understand. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Czech's 200th clean sheet, which it took him ages to get. But it's still a great record oh. as an individual, regardless of Arsenal or not. Like, 200 clean sheets in the Premier League, that's, that's a brilliant Definitely record. Definitely one of the best ever in the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he's been waiting for like 11 games right now to yeah. get it. I mean, the, the joke that he got 199 of them at Chelsea is still funny. Yeah, yeah it's still funny. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, Arsenal came off that really good midweek game in the Europa League versus AC Milan. Um, after obviously a very rough patch, losing to Brighton. And that was a really low, low... Four goals, four games lost in a row. A, a team, yes. team oh, yeah. didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I had no idea about <laughs> Brighton at all. I didn't even know they were in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Went to AC Milan, put in a brilliant performance, winning 2-0, and just solid all round. Followed it up with this game uh, against Watford. Um, Arsene Wenger resting a few people, showing clearly that really the, 
the aim here and the goal right now because there's nothing else to play for is the Europa League. Koscielny rested, Ramsey rested, Bellerin injured but also rested. Like he, you know, he wasn't going to put him in even if he was ready. Um, and Arsenal played again very well. And I think a big part of that has to go to the two center midfielders this game, Shaka and Elneny. Had brilliant games. You're about to give Granit Xhaka some actual credit? He For the last two games, yeah, I have to. Against Milan and against Watford, he's been brilliant. Or, you know, The stats show it, but the stats always kind of back him up with a pass completion and the tackles and this and that. But it's again, it's relative to your rest of Arsenal teammates who have all been having horrendous <laughs> seasons. But these last two games, he was brilliant. And Elneny was, I think, man of the match for large portions of that game. Elneny actually made passes in this game I wasn't aware he was capable of mm-hmm. making. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been a little bit confused by Arsenal recently in that there were there was a brief spell where Elneny was playing really well. Yeah. I don't know if it was him filling in a centre-back or whatever. Filling in for Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey where he was Ramsey. playing pretty decently and I thought if, if anyone in Arsenal is actually a defensive midfielder, I'm pretty sure it's Elneny. So, Xhaka getting game. I know you're saying Xhaka played well, but Xhaka's not a holding midfielder. Elneny is, so you can play Xhaka Elneny or Elneny with anyone else. Right. I'm just surprised that he doesn't get more games. And you guys who watch him more, maybe you know more the deficiencies to his game or the, what they might be. The problem is that all our defensive midfielders are actually box to box. Like, Elneny can do a box to box role, and he filled that in for Ramsey this week. He's got an engine. You got to make use of that. You don't just put him there and let him stand in front of a back four. He's got an engine. He runs up and down the field. And as Alex said, the, the biggest thing that, Bernie, to your question, his deficiency, what Arsenal fans didn't like is that, that sideway pass. All he does is keeps us ticking. Nothing too ambitious. Nothing that gets the game going. Nothing that really helps us on the offensive side of the but game. But is, is, he, is he not probably the best at screening a back four of who you have? Oh, yeah, Possibly. But, yeah. but, but, but that's part of the problem is that the bar is actually so low when you discuss the Arsenal central midfield, mm-hmm. and his, the people you're comparing him to, Elneny can have a competent game, like a normal competent 6-7 mm-hmm. out of 10 central midfield game, and it can seem like he's the solution because so many people can't do that mm-hmm. at Arsenal. Yeah. But, he, but again, you can't take anything away from him this game. He made those forward passes to Ozil between <clears> the lines. He was really, really, I think, our best player this game. Um, Mkhitaryan had a good game also had a good game Mkhitaryan's stats since since he joined us have been great I think 5 assists and 2 goals he was again Mkhitaryan's one of the stars against Milan he's but he's like, playing it's, well it's like you said you have to understand what those stats mean because like the first game he got 3 right so yeah, there's, he, there's been a terrible spell in between that right? I mean like, it's, it's he's joining the team as a new player the team's already playing a very negative style of football, not looking good at all. He's not going to come in and all of a sudden transform this team, but he needs to kind of grow slowly with them. And his 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 partnership with Aubameyang was really nice to see this game. They assisted and off each other's, whatever, assists. Yeah. Um, and it was good. I mean, you, you can't always complain. This one, really, two games in a row now, mm-hmm. yeah. nothing to really complain about. No, and I think McTarion has shown that when you give him space... He can be very, very effective, mm. but it doesn't well, always I'm get a, it. I'm a very yeah. big fan. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that he hasn't. He seems to have an eye for goal. He's not like Ozil. Mm. Like people expected out of both of them to be tippy tappy, but Ozil has that class, has that ability to you know control the ball and just play those passes. Mkhitaryan wants to run. He wants to go forward. He wants to attack players a bit more. So he's a bit more of a runner than Ozil, yep. which is a good balance because Ozil just does not shoot. Uh, on that, I thought Ozil had to score today. Oh, Sorry, or yeah. in that game. I thought that, that one-on-one where he gave the, the keeper the eyes. Great, he gave him the eyes, mm-hmm. and I thought, this is a goal. This yeah. is absolutely a goal. And who's the goalie again? Who's, who's, who's that? Who are they playing? Brighton. Watford. Watford. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually I forgot they existed. It, that was the one it? that you lost. No, is it Gomez? Or no, is he Gomez has been dropped for oh, a few okay. games. I, I, I don't know who he We is. don't know who he is. I but he made, a good, he made a good... I don't know if it was a good save or a poor finish. I'm not sure. It was, to be fair, he spread himself wide enough to go right with his hands and left with his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did a good job. But the best part about that was Ozil's first touch to take it past the defender. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, Ozil has been... Fan, like just solidly above Easy. average seven eight for a lot of games. Just again, Not Arsenal. No. no, no, no. I, against Milan, against Milan, he was one of our best. Yeah, players. but against in the three Watford, games before that, again, yeah, the nothing. problem is it's it's hard because everybody's playing so bad. Uh, the reason I bring that up, not not to hate on Ozil, is just because. It's very interesting that when Arsenal have a good game, it's as if the rest didn't happen. Because the last four games, or even before that, not to pick on Ozil, nobody was good. Oh, yeah. Arsenal no, is already keeping his job at all now. was like, good. So this idea that he's been good in recent games is, is not really true. 
the problem is he, he Ozil is a player that he's only as good as those are playing around him. That's the issue. He's never gonna he's never gonna just carry you out of when the four players in front of in front of him are playing badly. He's just not gonna do it. I think no one at Arsenal is that type of player. Well, right? Sanchez was the only a, one. Well, yeah. Now yeah. I'm seeing exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just for your guys' information, the, the Watford goalkeeper Orestes Carnesis. Yeah. Carnesis. I'm sorry. So that's, clearly, that's a quiz title right there. Yes. Yeah. Orestes, Carnese, or, Chris. Quiz. <laughs> yeah, both of yeah. them. Just quiz, 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 yeah. quiz. Um, <laughs> and go for Watford. McQuiz, quiz, McQuiz face. But uh, Watford in this game, a little bit similarly to Bournemouth, except with less effect, I thought they could have scored a few. Oh, Richarlison, yeah. Czech had a good game in yeah. this game overall. Richarlison had, I think, the header, there was a free kick, there was another shot. That guy can't buy a goal right now, and it's not even his fault in this game. Just check decided to show up. It's not. It could have been dicey for Arsenal. He's still pining for Marco Silva. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, nothing to complain about. Next in the midweek again, the Milan second leg. That's really the important one. Arsenal have. They're not going to make fourth place. Um, Arsene Wenger is really the only thing he has to play for right now is the Europa League. So I don't know how it changes things in terms of his position, the club next season, etc., etc. That's really the big one. The, the good news for Arsenal ahead of the Milan game is that uh, Mustafi limped off <laughs> in this one. So they might actually be able to defend. Rob, Rob Holding played really well this game, fair to him. And, you know, I'd like to see him next to Koscielny instead of Chambers. I prefer him. So. so I'm just dying after the whole Mustafi thing, considering he did score. Although I think Wait, he's better as a striker as he is as a defender. I've noticed he's got a good header. So just long ball to Mustafi should be your next tactic. Now you've lost your route. I just want to... Sure. I'm an Avril Levine fan and... You know, Mohan has just recommended keep that we keep holding on. Right. I, I hope we sell him now. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, West Ham. Oh, my the, God. The game is not important. Yeah, the game is not important. <laughs> but just to put it into context, they lost at home in their new shiny stadium. 3-0 to Burnley. To Burnley. Mm-hmm. Who don't I mean, score goals. Away from home. Mm-hmm. Burnley did not score away from home. Joe Hart started I don't know why I hope Adrian was injured because there's it makes no sense to start him on purpose on purpose I'm pretty sure he was picked unless you want to get sacked that's when sure sure yeah pull pull a Conte like it's Um, unbelievable the biggest thing about this game though was the fan protests um Fans, two fans came on the field. Mark Noble was Greek wrestling one of them. Uh, <laughs> almost took his pants off. The other dude came on, grabbed the corner flag, and was doing this Viking chant halfway down the field. And then every like it got really dicey when like huge thousands of fans turned around and started chanting at Goldman or whatever his name Golden is. Golden Sachs. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, Golden Sachs. Golden Sachs. <laughs> Go- David Golden Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Golden Sullivan. One apparently even hit one of them on the glasses with a coin. Yeah, yeah and he had to, they had to leave. I thought the director's box would have like glass it's West Ham shambles <laughs> absolute shambles it's London though man you can never be safe it's true um, he and then they had to leave early like the owners had to leave just so it doesn't get dicey at the end of the game and it was it was it, some kids actually came down and sat on the Burnley benches because of how rowdy was getting in the stands like it was it was quite bad I, I West Ham are a poorly run football club I think fans are in their right to protest but there's a way that you go about this, and I feel like the way they did it, football is just a game. Let's, let's firstly put that into context. It's a game. You don't need to run on the pitch and start grabbing the flag and start throwing coins at people. Like, do you not have anything better in your life? No, that's the highlight of your year. No, but, but I think that's the point. And not to, say that, <laughs> not to say that they necessarily don't have anything better in their life, but there are people there that go every week that pay a very high proportion of their money their you know, disposable, income, yeah. disposable income to go and do that every week and it's a massive part of their lives and if you think that that part of your life and that football club is being ruined which you, could, you can arguably say it is by these people sure. who don't know what they're doing who are completely incompetent then you have to protest that. I think they were totally within their rights to protest that. But I agree point. how they did it right. is, is, is These are the same but fans that, that decimated Manchester United bus. Like, like, you have to protest something in the right way. Yeah, Aggravating an owner is not going to do anything for you. Well, they should aggravate the owner, but just, I don't know. Don't throw a coin. Less, less violently. <laughs> Write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> um, let's run through some of these scores before we get to Mumu of the Week. Um, Everton beat Brighton to nil. Theo Walcott... Kind of an on-goal goal, but he's playing well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guffy Sigurdsson is injured. Might miss the World Cup. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Um, and Rooney missed the penalty again. He's missed three. Why yeah. is he still taking them? Um, 
he probably thinks because Messi still takes them for Barcelona that he has every right to still take them for Everton. Fair enough. Um, Newcastle beat Southampton. This was crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I have to pull you back. Yeah. Pull you back. Yeah. Anthony Knockart. Did you see this? No. Oh yeah. In Everton, Brian. So late. I think it's Leighton Baines has the ball on the left and he flicks it infield and it hits Knockart square in the face. And that annoys like, you, like. Uh, yeah, it annoys. It, it, it annoyed him. Yeah. He was he kept checking for blood. Like he, you know, he was clearly a bit taken out of it mm-hmm. by that. And but like it wasn't deliberate, right? Like no. he was just in the wrong place. Right. And then about four seconds later, Baines get the ball, gets the ball, and knockout went in two footed on him. I mean, two footed as if it's like, like for revenge. Ray Mysterio like, style. He was in the air for yeah. like that, <laughs> yeah. and got immediately sent off. Like yeah. it, it was. You could. It looked like the ball hitting his face had knocked his brain out. Right. Like he just didn't yeah, know. Yeah, what he was probably going. didn't know what was going on. Probably not. Yeah, it was yeah. very funny. <laughs> um, Newcastle beat Southampton three 0 I mean, we see why Southampton are, are sacking managers. You can't lose three 0 to Kennedy scores Newcastle. two against you. Just end it. Yeah. End yeah. It. Um, so on on the Pellegrino sacking, just to go back to that for a second, um, James York tweeted this, and I thought this was quite interesting. So Daesh Howe the promoted clubs and the top six have kept their jobs in terms of the managers. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, which is what, like eight other teams, mm-hmm. have sacked their manager this season. It's just a mess. It's an absolute shambles. It's a mess. And half of those clubs are not doing any better. Yeah. <laughs> they sacked their commander Totally anyway. true. Um, it's a good win for Newcastle, though. They needed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Huddersfield nil, Swansea nil. Um, the only... So... Uh, Jordan Ayew was sent off after 11 minutes, so Swansea battled through the rest of this game with 10 men. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cavalier said, called it, first he called it an epic point, which I thought was quite funny. And then he said that Huddersfield played opera and Swansea had to listen to their music for a long time. I like this man. I love him. I, I, I really hope he stays forever. <laughs> he did. <laughs> West Brom won, Leicester 4, the Vardy goal. Mohamed, the Vardy goal. He, he's the best scorer like, against top teams, so he does it yep. then. Um, but he's he's just consistent. Like when him and Mars are clicking, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. And this was right after West Brom scored. Mm-hmm. So West Brom scored. They went ahead, Rondon, I think it was. Yeah. And then we almost a great goal a by the way. It's a really good goal. Yeah. And then one Mars beautiful, perfectly weighted long ball. And that is such a hard technique from Vardy. It's an impossible technique In, on his weaker foot. Yes, incredibly difficult. I mean, one of goals of the season for me this year. It's coming over your shoulder and your weaker foot, and it wasn't as if he. Just whacked it. It mm. was he knew exactly where he wanted to put it and, and basically caressed it in. Oh. Like oh, God. it was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no, he he's a good player. He he's actually a really good player. He's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, not losing any pace despite aging. Anyway, um, oh. is Alan Pardew the worst managerial appointment ever in the Premier League? No, like again and again. Though. No, no. Debor. Debor is yeah. Uh, We've been over this. Okay, yeah, but he, he hasn't won second. a game in like. Debor lost seven. We played seven, lost seven, scored zero goals. Okay, but Pardew has a bigger. Um, Data, set of data points. Yeah, yeah, but he got a team to the Europa League. So. No, but this oh, you're, oh, you're talking about this, this right here? He's got one win, and it was in October. Only thing I'll say about him is, it, okay, is it the fact that he's so bad that the players got drunk in Spain, <laughs> or are the players so bad that he can't do anything about them? All I'll say is the sangria is delicious. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to more of the week. Appropriate. I do more more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. Simone Zaza, ladies and gentlemen. We're still I've, talking about that penalty? I've ne- <laughs> I wish, I wish. I've never seen anything like this. So, so Valencia uh, against Betis. Great 2 0 win, well done. But Zaza is chasing the ball down next to a player who's running alongside him. And he very clearly decides to try and get this guy sent off. And so he's leaning his head in, hoping to get an elbow in the face. And he headbutts this guy's arm. On purpose. Like, very, yeah. And then clutches his face in a Rivaldo-esque against Turkey moment. It, and it is so embarrassing. But remember the other guy that... From the throw-in, grabbed the guy's arm and pushed and it into his own face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's up there. But, what? He's bored. It's 2-0 up, probably. He, the yeah, game's yeah, almost he over. Had to be, like, does he, he, he knew there were cameras that were going to pick this. Like, he knew it, but he said, you know what, I mean, this you is think, worth it. You think a lot of people that do a lot of things on a football field remember that there's billions of people watching. But no, sometimes you're just in your own little cocoon. And you're like, this is just me and this guy. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Anyway, um, if you haven't seen the video, look right. it up online. It's phenomenal. And if you think that that 
could not be topped. Mm. We go to Greece for <laughs> one of the best mumus of all time. The this Super will make, This will make Hall of Fame. Home, like, of, home, of, uh, home of modern civilization, yes. democracy, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here is the headline. Greek Super League suspended after Pau Salonika president invades pitch with gun. <laughs> I could leave it at that. Literally invades it, plants a flag in the center circle. With gun. Yeah. But let's understand why this happened. So um, they were playing against um, AK Athens, and they had a goal ruled out for offside. And this man thought, you know what? I've just seen West Ham fans yeah. do some shit. I'm going to go on another level and go on there with a gun and what? Pistol whip the ref or something? I mean, like, that's the least he could do. I mean, if that's what was going to... I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, at this point... VAR needs to save this game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he should have just driven alongside someone and given them a nudge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Taking your gun on the field should never be an option. <laughs> it's up there with spitting on someone. That's him. That, that, yeah. When you think you've, you've seen it all in football, something always comes up. Unbelievable. Like, this is so bad that FIFA have threatened to suspend Greece from all football if they don't take action. That's how bad this well, is. They, I mean, the problem is he's one of the richest guys in Greece. He probably has a lot of connections. Former like, Russian spy, we, yeah. we might think, even. This is not, not going to be easy for them to deal with. So. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. I One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Italy time? Sure. Prego. All right. Fiorentina 1, Benevento 0. This is only included because of the Davide Astori tribute. 10,000 people attended that funeral. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of games kind of being stopped in the 13th minute, a lot of minutes of silences, the Italian players, I mean, you saw pictures of Buffon in tears, and yeah, they were all at his funeral, it was, yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah. Um, to be fair, when you started saying Fiorentino and Benevento and this game is only, I I forgot about it, and I thought you were going to say because Roche loves Benevento. Benevento, you know, that's, yeah, that's he, he, also he, true. He keeps up with it, like, I don't know why, like crazy. The it's question also, is if Benevento, like, we're ever going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, they're so bad that probably not, but... It would have been impolite. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Roma 3, Torino 0. Good win. Cagliari 2, Lazio 2. Uh, dropped points, although the Chiro Immobile goal. Oh, my Top God. Top score God. still, I think. Uh, probably. By yeah. the way, the race for the European Golden Shoe, I don't know which one is actually the best player. Shoe mm-hmm. or boot, whatever. Yeah. It's Messi, Immobile, Kane, Salah, and Cavani all tied on 24. It's pretty interesting. Oh, wow. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Kane's injured, so he might be out. Of that. Yeah, that's done. Um, Genoa nil, Milan one, Juve two, Udinese nil, which is one half of the Juve about to win the title equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dybala is back. I mean, he's back just at the right time for Juve. Killed it versus Tottenham in the Champions League. Has like four goals in his last two games or something like that. Killed it this game. Mm-hmm. He scored that last 90th minute winner before the Spurs game in the league. Where he like outmuscled three guys and put it. He's 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 a really good player. He's a really good player. I think the only thing that those of us who are clutching to the hope of a Napoli Serie A victory, the only thing we have left is the Juventus Napoli game, which is coming up in a few weeks. Ooh, interesting. I think it's a it's a the Juventus stadium though, but it's all we've got right now. That, yeah, I mean that that's a must win now for Napoli if they retain any hope of winning the title because they went to uh, Inter and they drew nil nil. And ordinarily, that would be a reasonable result, you know, away to Inter Milan. Except Inter Milan have been on bad form. Napoli, barring the, the previous game against Roma, have been on great form. And it just looked like they gave up. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it just looked like they ran out of ideas. There was no particular urgency in the last 20 minutes. There's nil-nil. You've got to win to, to stay ahead in the, in the race for the title. And they just didn't do anything. I mean, even Sarri, he brought on Milik with four minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Four right. minutes. Right. Yeah. So you bring on your striker. And Mertens was completely ineffective up until I mean, that point. It was bizarre. It's not all lost. I mean, it's they are only one point behind, even though Juve have a game in hand. But, like, it, it's still possible. Like Rooney said, Napoli win that game versus Juve. It's only one point. But it's Juve. Yeah, you know, know they're not going to relinquish is, this now. Is, is it... Is it... Is Allegri just a genius? He's like, a is, boss. Is he He's literally just... That he's, good that he is the mafioso boss of, of this whole league. He's brilliant, but if Juve go far in the Champions League, you never know. He'll have to rest a few guys here and there. If they if they win their next tie, 
it might be hard to balance. Yeah. But they have the squad to do it. Sure. Whereas no one else does. And that ultimately, that's right, the point. Right, sure. Um, there was something about this. Can I remember? There was something. Sorry, just, just to add on Alex's point yeah. of the squad, to go back to Tottenham, the fact that they could bring on Asamoah and Licksteiner from the bench to turn that game just adds to your point. Yeah, the but that's also, amazing. It's also part of the Allegri bossness. He came on, changed the formation, and they won the game. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on to Spain because I can't remember my. Oh! The uh, Italian Cup final um, is going to be Milan versus uh, Juve. Obviously. And Dybala said if Milan win, he's going to shave his head. So Gattuso came out and said <laughs> if Juve won, he'll cut off his balls. He said if Juve win the Champions League. The Champions League. Yeah, oh, because Dybala said if Milan win the Cup. And then Gattuso came back and upped it a little bit because he doesn't want to lose his balls. He didn't say <laughs> Cup. He said Champions League. You know that Gattuso is crazy enough that he actually would cut his balls if that happened. Before pod... Mohandan and I were watching Gattuso compilations. In tears. We were talking, yeah, actually in, <laughs> in tears. tears. We were talking about him as a manager, and then we're like, I kind of forget what he was like as a player, other nice. than like just you know a nutcase. And there isn't a compilation on YouTube we, of him actually playing football. <laughs> we went through 15 minutes of various compilations. Not one of them showed him playing football. It's just yelling and screaming and tackling and fouling and red cards. Nothing about him playing football. No, not a pass. It's brilliant. No, it's I, I, I need a link. I need a link. Oh, man. We were all in tears. And then we read his Wikipedia page. And we read about how he was managing in Greece. Um, whatever the Did team. Did he, like, grab one of the reporters or the assistant by the neck yeah, and, like, choke him but, out or something? But he... He, he, he managed his team for a year or whatever. Then a year later, he got him out of promotion. He left citing... Oh, this was Pisa. Yeah, Pisa. Or like in Italy. In yeah, Italy. Yeah. He cited unconditional, unacceptable... Constant. Constant, negative, whatever at the club. And I have to leave and I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then the next sentence is... And a month later, he came back as head coach. What? <laughs> oh, my days. And it was, it was, it was like, we, were, we were literally in tears. I mean, we had to do something by the time he got here. Yeah. So. yeah also, also, turns out he met his wife in Toronto. Oh, yeah. They, uh, Rangers was playing a friendly. Oh, we gave him something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Some connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Spain, sure. where the big game was, I think, last week or something like that, or midweek, whatever it was. It was Barca Atleti kind of to try again, seal the title. Barca um, got away with a 1 0 win there, Messi free kick. Um, which really set them apart slightly from Atleti and kind of took away the hope slightly there from Griezmann's men. Griezmann's had a fantastic season. Some of his goals this season are, with his right foot too, have been just world-class, world-class. And a lot of rumors going that Barca are going to trigger the 100 million clause and they're going to get him. Even recently, I think the Atleti president didn't really deny that Griezmann would be leaving. He came out saying... Um, you know what? All I can ask is for him to defend the shirt as well as he can until there, those rumors have not gone away no. for the last couple of months, and no. that kind of makes you feel like it's true. I just wonder what happens to the other, you know, Dembele, Suarez, like, even. You know, yeah. like I, I think the idea is he'd play Coutinho. off the left, right? Kind of where Neymar's position was. I don't know. I don't know if don't Suarez know keeps you his position. So? I don't know if Suarez. Suarez is getting better now, but he had the rough patch and. I think they're trying to plan post Suarez. Well, he's on that left is where Griezmann really started to make his name. So yeah, I feel like years he ago, he's been playing down the middle. Now, yeah, yeah, that's now, true. Yeah. That's true. I think if you buy Griezmann for hundred million, you play him down the middle with Messi. And yeah, but is he better than Suarez right now? I'm not sure. I, I think what's interesting is that it could be if they can work it out with Suarez, it could be the first time the Barcelona really have not a backup, but like some actual rotation where they don't. Look right. worse. Or they can like play, they're not bringing Alcacer in. Or know? they can play two up top. They can play Griezmann Suarez with Messi in the head of the diamond. They, they, they have actually played a 4 4 2 in recent times. Yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, 4 4 2 between Madrid and Barcelona recently has made a comeback. Massive comeback. So they could effectively do that. Yeah, well, it's made a comeback because you want Messi and Ronaldo up close to the goal and you're not <laughs> sure how else to do it. So you go, oh, I guess I'm going to play up two up top. What else am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, Barca beat Malaga 2 0 without Messi. Looked yeah. really good without Messi for the first time in a long time. Um, Suarez good in that game I as think well. Coutinho, Coutinho scored yeah. and I can't remember the other person but Dembele had I think it was game. Suarez um, Valencia won Real Madrid beat Ibar again Ronaldo just, just pulling them out of like just dragging them out of some of these games you see the little touch with his back it's his time Ooh. of the year man. the touch with yeah. his back take out the defender and he raced through on goal like I don't know this man he messed with everyone the first half of the season and said <laughs> You know what? I'm just playing, guys. Just joking. Here we go. It's a shame because they could have been in contention for the league. I know, right? Ballon d'Or ends in October, whatever it is. He takes a break till January. 
This, the, the voting starts again January 1st. Here we go, guys. Don't forget about me. He could, if, if, if Madrid win the Champions League, he'll win another Ballon d'Or. Think, think of this statistically. All competitions, and Messi, in my opinion, has been the best player this year. All competitions, he has 34 goals. Messi has 33. Yeah. This is a guy who was rusty as hell. Played seven games less than yeah. Messi. I, I just find that unbelievable. Well, that's the thing. Ronaldo's all about the goals. He's all about the goals. Messi's starting to become a, a bit less than that. But you can't take anything away from Ronaldo. He's been, yeah. since January, been a phenomenal. And we didn't talk about it, but Real Madrid took out PSG and he's... Very easily, too. I mean, not even yep. not even breaking a sweat. That's a, that's another question about that, that whole team and all that money. and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, oh, not even apparently. It's true. Um, the PSG owners are in Brazil meeting what Neymar talking about his future. Already. Yeah. And there are a lot of rumors that Neymar's contacting Barcelona saying, I'll come back. <laughs> they wouldn't take him. No, why would you? You just got 222 million. Like, stay away from me. Yeah, I'm would, getting Griezmann. I'm at, good. At this point, for 100 million, yeah, I'd just take Griezmann back and I'd just make a point. Yeah. So, so as if, is it a, has it been a waste of money? We don't know yet, but Neymar is a waste of character. As in, he's not the guy that you can throw 200 million and believe that he will be loyal and he will carry you and he will be this, the, the, the front runner of this team. He's not. The minute things go south, mm-hmm. he's out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not who you spent 200 million on. I, don't, I, I agree with you, but I don't even think it's that. I'm not even sure it's about personality. You know what you're buying when you buy Neymar. But the problem is, you buy Neymar that's great. Mm-hmm. But you go into a Champions League quarterfinal or knockout round against Real Madrid with Thiago Mata and Bershish and like half a team that isn't remotely up to the standard Even of, the of your, of your front good, three. You, you can't do that. You can't spend all your money on forwards and, and have a midfield that's sorely lacking. I, like, it doesn't make any sense. I think the situation is that Neymar is a wonderful player. Like, what, top three, top five? Yeah. Whatever you want to say doesn't matter. But realistically, he made no difference. As good as he is and in stats and whatever, they probably would have won... Liga anyway, and they probably would have gotten to this stage of Champions League anyway. So as great as it is, the difference is that he all he really did was probably sell shirts. Well, it's also unlucky though because right now the Champions League opponents in the in the round of sixteen are so much more difficult than they used to be, especially with the new pots, and you have really good teams in pot two and three. But they were supposed to beat Real Madrid. That's they were supposed to beat them. They were supposed to beat Barcelona last year. They don't do what they're supposed to. I mean, that was a freak. That was incredible. Yeah. Granted, but but think about like if if you look at that PSG squad and you don't buy Neymar, you take take Mbappe, sure that's fine, but then you spend two hundred twenty two million or whatever it was on Oblak, Kante, and right. one more, right? Just, just and then make, you beat Real Madrid. Then you beat Real Madrid. Yeah, I I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. Or at least you send a much much but better still, chance. But you still get take Neymar though because he's <laughs> like you know what I mean. Brady like, went forget everything except for yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> Still kidding. I just kind of thought about it, old chap, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Where is all? If he's available, what is like three hundred million? How about it? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, so I guess we did speak about France a little bit. Wasn't on the agenda, but there you go. Well, We've got our quiz, uh, our you, our under the couch quiz night. In we two also days. got a bit of Germany in there with Bashwai for thirty seconds. True. We We're just we just cover everything. It's I mean, what more do you want? People? Yeah, and the rest is covered by content. Greece. <laughs> I mean, who talks about the Super League in Greece? Um, but not, yeah, we've got not, our not even the Greeks. <laughs> uh, well, it's suspended now. So. Yeah. Um, under the Kosh trivia night on Wednesday, mm. and I don't expect everybody listening to this to be there. But Sold to start with, let you know. Out. Sold out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're rolling in the dough, mate. Opera Bob. Killing it. Don't tell them that. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not true. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, brilliant stuff, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.